Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you had a great weekend. I know we did. We're going to tell you all about it here in just a moment. Uh, But we're also going to remind you that we're kicking things off with our favorite segment on Monday morning. So what did I miss? All the stories you might not have... Uh, paid attention to while Michaela and I were at the beach all weekend. Yeah. Kicking things off in about 15 minutes. Unfortunately, Haiti rocked by another deadly earthquake. Uh, over a thousand lives lost so far, thousands more injured. Uh, you know, I have a couple of friends who are Haitian and they're just Devastating. going through it once again. It's just so, 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 so sad. So we're going to be keeping you updated, sending our prayers and our thoughts, of course, to the people of Haiti. Um, but before we get too heavy, mm-hmm. how are you? You're I'm back, doing you're good. You're back at studio. Yeah. Not that our audience could really tell because you sounded great from home. Yeah, the last it sounded great. Re- I know, just listening to it, I was like, oh, I've yeah. I've been here alone. Yeah. With Justin. Yeah. So basically alone. So basically alone. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I feel really good. I um, I have to say, I, I love working from home. I, I, know I you just, do. I love I it so much. I miss Rocco already. This is when we usually hold each other. Rocco's her dog, not her male Star- lover. Just in case you're wondering, she's a raging lesbian. It's the first time you've ever listened to our show. Yes, but I had a great lesbian. weekend. I finally got to go to a show at the Hollywood Bowl on Friday to see her. Oh my God. Everybody I know is there this weekend except for us. Okay. We were dying. <clears throat> When I tell you. You did a little picnic, didn't you? We did a major picnic. And I've realized one thing about myself, that I love to picnic and I like to bring a lot of food. That's like my favorite thing to do. Okay, okay, same. It's mm. it's like a love language. Like I definitely mm-hmm. am that person. But I have to tell you, her was so phenomenal in concert. She went from playing the guitar, which we know she plays, to the piano, to Blasting on the drums while still singing. But didn't she also perform with the LA Philharmonic at one yes. point? Yes, that's crazy. It was. It just. It was iconic. It was I, so good. Listen, if you ever have a chance, the Hollywood Bowl, whether you live in Los Angeles or not, should be on your bucket list. Yes, it's one of the, the coolest experiences. I used to go a lot back in the day. I saw John Williams, uh, the right, the conductor. He's, he's the music yep. for Harry Potter and for Indiana Jones and for like iconic, Star iconic Wars. Star Wars franchises. Right. Mm-hmm. He conducted. Uh, uh, live in person, all of that music, 
with the films playing in the background. Wow. And he would like talk you through it and say, this is what it was like. This is what it would be like if there was no music and this you had to watch the scene. Oh, that's crazy. And they'd crazy. play like a really awesome scene from Star Wars. And they're like, this is what it's like when it's the, this, that scene is scored and they play the music live. Oh, that's awesome. And I, it was just, and we all had lightsabers. It was the coolest thing. That's really cool. So you definitely need to go to the Hollywood Bowl at some point. I'm, Emil's, my partner's never been there. Yeah, we, you gotta what? go. You gotta do it. I know I really <clears> missed out on this opportunity to take him to see her because he loves her. It's okay. He There's so her. many concerts. He loves her. <laughs> her. And then I know Ooh. I went to the beach. You went to the beach. Yep. I have to say too. I love the beach. I'm, I'm a beach guy. I love the beach. I didn't get in the water this time. It's the first time in my entire life I never stepped foot in the water. Didn't care. Yeah. A little boy, little uh, nephews, or a couple little boys with us were on their uh, boogie boards the whole time. Yeah. We just laid out and lived our best lives. I it was know. So much fun. Well, it's funny because we were talking about this before we get into the show. I was with my my cousin and their husband and my other cousin, and then uh, our friend Vic. Who you all, you know them all. You hung out with them all, and. We said that 2020 was our favorite summer of all time. I know. Even though we were in COVID, we went to the beach all the time. We spent time in their backyard, our little pod. We had so much fun. And this year, it's like everybody's like, oh, back to normal, sort of. And we all started like getting busy again. Yeah. And then we took this time this weekend to be like, let's just go back to what it was like because we all kind of miss it. I love that. We miss the, the peace of it all. Yeah. Not the COVID of it all. We don't miss that because it's but still we were actually very much here. PV at this time last year. We were literally oh, you're right. in PV. No. I think next week. No. I mean, next week it was. No, David Hernandez said. Well, David Hernandez was there for weeks. You oh, God, he, oh my God, he was there. I think he like lived there for a minute. Might, okay, yeah, that's, a point. That's, a point. that's a point. That's a point. That's a point. Okay. <laughs> what do you have for us in news on the beach? Okay, well, uh, the U.S. Census Bureau has released the first local level results from the 2020 census. The big takeaway is the country is more diverse and more multiracial than ever, with people of color representing 43% of the total U.S. population in 2020. That's up from 34% in 2010. <clears throat> Americans are also getting older, the adult population has grown from 237 million to 261 million and the proportion of adults is now 78% up from 76% at the previous count. Population growth mostly occurred in metropolitan areas while about half of U.S. counties saw their populations shrink. Overall, the U.S. population grew by 7%. This could all have deep implications for the future of the U.S. electorate, not to mention fresh census information will guide policymakers in distributing more than $675 billion each year in federal funding among the state and local governments. Now let's get into a little bit of weather. Summer's here. It's queer. It's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 82 in New York today, 90 in L.A., 108 in Palm Springs, 88 in Kansas City, 102 in Phoenix, and a high of 84 in Baltimore. Now if you pass a McDonald's, try to stop by so you can get a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. Totally delicious. Now give us a vibe of the day. It is our choices that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. Oh, love that. All right, well, coming up in So What Did I Miss? Uh, There was a man that was able to collect almost $3 million. It's Monopoly money to me, but I might go uh, try to win the lottery after this article. So we'll talk about it next. So what did I miss? What did I miss? It's that time again. It's Monday morning time to catch you up on all the stories you may have missed over the weekend. Before we lighten things up a bit, we do want to send um, our love and pay our uh, respects to those suffering in Haiti right now. Another devastating earthquake, a 7.2 magnitude earthquake 
um, hit about 60 miles from where the one in 2010 hit that killed nearly 300,000 people due to the tsunami uh, and the devastation there. Uh, the people of Haiti right now are just really going through it. More than 1,200 people dead so far. Uh, just spoke to one of our good friends over the weekend and uh, nearly 1,300 people. The number is actually 1,297 currently. Mm-hmm. Um, spoke to one of our good friends, Mike Goyo. He's been on their show before. He's Haitian. Very, very proud of his Haitian heritage. Uh, grew up there. Spent much of his childhood there. He's like, he said, I went from living, like having a dirt floor in my living room uh, to writing for, you know, one of the most popular shows on TV right now, Insecure, as well as Ginny and Georgia over on yeah, Netflix. He's just incredibly yeah. talented. I also used to work with Garcelle Beauvais, who's on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, also from Haiti. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's Haitian, she's Haitian as well. And and I, it, something like, I think I saw this number somewhere, like uh, something like 13,000 homes or something like that have been completely just destroyed. Uh, and then another equal amount to that also um, just severely, severely damaged. It was a really, really rough weekend, not just for those in Haiti. Also, as we see in Kabul right now, people just trying desperately to get out of Afghanistan. Uh, that situation has collapsed so quickly. Uh, images over the weekend released of a helicopter getting uh, Americans out of the the embassy there uh, being compared to the fall of Saigon after the Vietnam War and saying that Joe Biden really, really botched this. I don't know what he could have done differently other than just stay in a forever war. Uh, We were there for 20 years. And if after 20 years you can't help a government get together and, like, be able to sustain themselves, as Americans, I don't believe it's our jobs and our troops' jobs to just babysit everybody forever. However, uh, the people there are just going through it right now. It's really sad. The Taliban has just moved through the, the country so much more quickly than anybody estimated republican or democrat they all thought that they'd be able to hold um and it's not happening now the scary part is how many translators and and people who afghani people who helped our military for 20 years just left behind uh they have not been made a priority and as far as we know now and and they're just there uh, at the hands of the taliban so yeah really scary stuff going on in the world right now this weekend as fires continue to rage here in california and other states in oregon um but let's lighten things up yeah Well, let's lighten it up with a little money, huh? We love money. Money, honey. Money, honey. A man collected $3 million after winning a lottery jackpot two weeks after winning $40,000. Yeah, $40,000 would be cool. The man keeps winning. It's a guy from South Carolina. (laughs) He discovered his lucky streak wasn't over when he scored a $3 million jackpot. Uh, The Grand Strand man told South Carolina education lottery officials that he was left feeling lucky after his $40,000 Mega Millions prize. So he bought an extra ticket for the July 27th drawing when he visited the Murphy USA gas station to fill up his car. Have you ever been to a Murphy gas station? No. They're so basic. No. Like their logo looks like somebody like the next door neighbor. You'd hired him for 20 bucks campaign Stop. It. I love it. It's incredible. They're so, so Iconic. Basic. Well, yeah. you have to know that I'm obsessed <clears throat> with convenience stores. I love a 7-Eleven and oh, AMP. You know, you know what I do when I vacation. What? Every time I go anywhere in the entire world, I look for their version of a convenience store. In oh. Mexico, it's OXO. In, in Indonesia, it was uh, Circle K. 7-Elevens are all K. over Thailand. And I like to go and compare what's different, what's yeah. the same. Okay, we put, so Justin pulled up a Murphy's. I think that's looking good. Oh, that one's actually, a, that's an upgraded one. The, see that some of those other ones that are really super basic font, black, white, red, or blue, white, and red. They're very oh American. Oh, $1.98 for gas? What? Yeah, where's she? Uh, okay, well, this guy's not worried about gas prices because he is now... Three million 
$40,000 richer. I can't believe it. Lisa always wants to play the lottery with the scratch-offs. And I'm like, Lisa, but uh, I feel like it's very much Lisa to maybe win the lottery one day. And then I'm like, sorry, I didn't believe in you for 10 years. Yeah. My dad won the lottery once. That's right. He won like so a few random. hundred thousand dollars or a couple hundred thousand, I think, with like his buddies at work. They did one of those pools. And I, I'll tell you this. I have a friend who many, many years ago, we were in Italy for a couple of weeks with like our wealthy gay friends. And there was like 20 gay guys that all got to go along. And they all partied hard. And my boyfriend and I were like straight laced, right? Like we were like the good boys. Yeah. And I remember one day while everybody was still hungover, sleeping in, uh, my friend and I were sitting by the pool. And he's like a multi-multi. Like we had a $24,000 champagne bill alone for like five days. In the oh villa. my God. Like we were like, we had, we were just blowing money, like left and right. Whatever we wanted, anywhere we want, they just paid for it. Well, we're sitting by the pool and we were talking about money. He's also, uh, he owns a block of downtown Dayton where I'm from. He literally owns the building that my friend works in. Mm-hmm. He's known as like this gajillionaire, right? Mm-hmm. Back home. He worked for the Air Force, created some like systems for rocket launchers or something like that and made a lot of money, right? Yeah. And- he said to me, one of the smartest things I've ever heard about money, because I grew up having like a love-hate relationship with money because I grew up kind of poor. And he says, money does not change people. That's just what they tell people. Like people who don't have have money, like, oh, money makes you bad. Money creates evil. It's the root of all evil, whatever. That's what I was always told. He goes, money doesn't change people at all. What money does is puts a magnifying glass on the person you already are. If you're a jerk when you're broke, you're going to be a big a-hole when you're rich. Wow, if you're generous when yeah. you're broke, you're going to be even more generous when you're rich. And I think about that because my dad, like I said, who won the lottery, after he did that, he showed up and gave us all like checks for like $1,000 for Christmas that year. Cutie. And I was like, oh, That's sweet. I never knew my dad would do something like that, but yeah. now I know. I, could, I mean, five would have been nice, but well, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that would have been more, more beneficial. Let's wrap it up. How much time do we have right now? We have time for one more story. Okay, I'm a little bit confused by this one, Justin. Everton. Yes. What's Everton? Who's Everton? Everton is a premier club in the in the UK. They're a premier what? club. Think of like an NFL team here. In oh, so like football. Oh, yeah. Soccer. Soccer. Don't say that premier. He, he, okay, Justin tries to find ways of getting soccer stories into our news every this single day. This has nothing day. to do with soccer, though. So they pay tribute to fans who have died from COVID, which is a really, really sweet moment. Yes. Right? Um, but then they also included the photo of Anne Frank. What? Mm-hmm. Died of COVID. Got that one wrong. <laughs> Michaela, you're half Jewish. How do you feel about this? Go ahead. Talk to us. Come on. I know you've got something really Michaela, thoughtful yeah. and appropriate to say to us right now. I know you definitely have something really. I, <laughs> I wish you would have read it out loud. This is awful. There was also a couple other people that they decided to honor, like Faye Canoes. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. I need, wait, I literally just need you to give me one and a half seconds here. So this yeah, you can't brush over that. Sucks. There's literally a photo, a black and white photo of Anne Frank, Frank that went up during their memoriam. They pulled, they pulled the video, by the way. Why? Why would they? Why? Oh my God, wait, was it like a troll? Were they trying to be funny? I mean, you have to be. Why you know, would they? No, somebody slid that in there. <laughs> somebody just slid that right in and was like, this this will go. Nobody's going to look over this. I'm, you know, the buck stops here. I'm in charge of social media. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Wait, uh, this is iconic and not at all what I thought you were going to say. So they're paying tribute to people who died. During COVID. COVID, yes. And included Anne Frank in their tribute. So. Big prominent photo. Top right corner. Yeah. Nice. Wait, why would they do that? To be fair, all the photos are black and white, so maybe it just blended right in, but she's very much a young girl, and it's a whole bunch of pictures of old people who've died from COVID, and then Anne Frank. And then just Anne yeah. by herself? Yep. What yeah. happened? Oh, I guess they declined to comment. <laughs> I would hope so. 
I would stay quiet about this one. Wait, a new re-edited version of the video was published shortly after, and it said, "Today is all about you." Could you imagine if, like, the Lakers or the like the Yankees did that? That's the equivalent. Mm-hmm. That's wild. <laughs> this is the most iconic story I've ever heard in my life. May her oh, legacy there live she on. is. There she is. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. So inappropriate. It's. Iconic. Honestly, it's iconic. Okay, I don't know what we're teasing. I literally, I'm never gonna, <laughs> I'm never gonna stop thinking about this story for the rest of my life. Okay, could pedestaling be destroying your relationship? We're gonna talk about it. I might still talk about Anne Frank after this break, though. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, uh, Michaela, I want to ask, have you ever had an issue with maybe putting your partner's needs uh, above your own? The answer is no. No, no, it's not. It's a terrible question. Quite honestly, the opposite. (laughs) I had to figure out how to make an equal relationship. That was the stupidest way to start a segment because I knew the answer. I've never put anyone's needs before mine. Well, I have. I have a couple of times, and it's terrible. I have a tendency to put other people's needs before mine all the time, and apparently there's a term for it that's sweeping the internet. It's called pedestaling. Oh, wow. Uh, Right? Experts say this is when uh, you put your partner's needs uh, above your own, believing they're out of your league or sabotaging your chances of lasting love by doing so. Oh. So it's a whole thing. Uh, when you're constantly trying to fix your partner or, or two, one of two things, one, you're either trying to like constantly praise them and you think they're so good for you that they're way out of your league. That's bad for you. Uh, on the flip side, what's equally bad is constantly trying to fix your partner and help them get better in life and get more advanced in life. Cause that's also bad for you too. Right. It leaves you, you know, wanting when I was younger, I had, I had a, I had a routine for many, many years until this relationship, I would find broken birds. And then I'd love the crap out of them yeah. until they weren't broken birds anymore. <clears throat> and then they, and fly then they away. flew away every like, single time. And it's kind of what I wanted, 
Because I think, to be honest, in my 20s and much of my 30s, I really didn't want the focus on me. Because I knew I had some stuff I had to deal with, honey. And I did not want to deal with it. Yeah, that's a So I would find like, oh, you have a cocaine problem? I'll solve you. Oh, no. I'll get you back in college. Don't mind me. I've dropped out of college, but I'll get you back in college. Yeah. Brian Dews. He's fantastic now. Married to a lovely man named Marco. They live up in the Pacific Northwest somewhere. Oh, great. I did this time and time and time again. It's super, super unhealthy, but also it's something apparently a lot of us do. Yeah, I think a lot of people do this even that are not physical or sexual relationships. I think that you could do it with friendships. You could do it with business partners. Well, I think, I think if, that... there, if there is one way you do do it, though, it's the other way. It's not the constantly trying to fix somebody. You don't do that. And, and in some ways, though, I think you put Lisa on a pedestal. I think genuinely, real friend talk, sometimes you think she's a little bit older than you, as I'm older than my partner, and she has a little more worldly experience than you. Uh, she also has been dating women longer than you. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes you defer to her and think, oh, she's just right because she has more experience. I do think you do that part of it. I, You know what? I don't. I really don't. You talk about <clears throat> her like she is the greatest queen in the entire oh, world sometimes. she is a queen. And you put yourself down sometimes. Yeah, but I don't anymore. Got it. I think that Lisa is iconic for so many reasons. But I think it's because I genuinely like her and I think that she's really smart. But what I'm learning is I'm also iconic. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you think she's out of your league? No. But I've never thought... Listen to me. I... I don't know who I was eight years ago, but I I dated this like kind of famous guest model, and I will never forget. We and we were together for like five years, and we walked into the guest store, and the girl came up and was like, "Hi," and I was like, "Hi." I thought she recognized me from American Idol. <laughs> she recognized Johnny because he was literally on the wall. And I was not, it was not programming that I was not the famous one in that moment. And I was like, thank you so much. And he's like, babe, I think, turn around. And I was like, oh my God, you're on the wall. Girl, I'm an idiot. We were in a Kmart one time. Remember that Kmart that used to be over by the Grove here and it turned into the Britney Spears experience. Yeah, uh-huh. And then, we, then COVID Jumped happened. The we went there and then whatever. So we were there when it was a Kmart. And it was the most convenient, like, Kmart, it was the trashiest store. It was falling apart, but we would go there to get, like, I don't know, like, detergent or whatever you would need, like, the basics. We're walking through, like, the store, and this woman goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, I love you so much. And it's my partner and I walking, and I'm like, oh, that's so cute, whatever. It's kind of like trying to ignore her and acted cool. She goes, I just watched you just the other day. You're so fantastic. I think you're so talented. I'm like, oh, thank you. Were you watching me on Hollywood Today Live or on Good Day LA? Like, where did you see me? She goes, huh? Oh, I go, and she goes, oh, no, not you, him. Oh, she pointed my, It was the very first time he was ever recognized in public. He'd been on, um, what is that game show uh, with, what was the guy who hosted it? He used to be a late night host, Ferguson. Craig Ferguson? Yes. The celebrity name game or celebrity, yep. something like that. Yep. One of those celebrity types of shows. Yes. Oh, my and he God. was on there with his friend, Cornelia, and they had just competed. And it, re- it, she, it was on there like six months prior, but there was a rerun apparently. And I put my foot in my mouth so bad, I felt like such a jerk. I know, I know, I know, but I know. I, I'm the same, though. I don't think that he, I'm, he's definitely not too good for me. Yeah. He's the best man I've ever known, and he's made me better. So but equal. I'm also pretty dope, but I'm, I'm a catch. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So no pedestaling, people. No pedestaling. All right, coming up, uh, Larry David is very relieved. Find out why and, has, and how it has to do with Obama coming up and what's popping. 
Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's almost time for our first round of What's Poppin'. And apparently Barack Obama, the former president, is poppin'. And Michaela has all those details for you in just a moment. But first, I do want to remind you, download the Odyssey app at A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can listen to the Morning Beat as a podcast anywhere you take your mobile device. So if you can't listen to us in real time, we still got you covered seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Also, invite your friends and family, please and thank you. Uh, Michaela Gordon, love me some Barack Obama. What's going on? Okay, so uh, love... Loved telling this story the way I thought I was going to, but it it has taken a turn because you shared some news about Larry David uh-huh. that I was not prepared for. The story originally went like this. Larry David was relieved. He was cut from Barack Obama's birthday party list due to COVID. Obama's having a party. The list got shortened. David was relieved. But then... Well, why was he relieved, though? Because he was... He because thought, of the COVID of it all. No, that's, that has nothing to do with the story, Michaela. Oh, great. He was excited. Well, he was nervous because he thought he had to do a comedy set. Oh, great. Three days before, he was like losing his mind trying to figure out what sort of comedy set he was going to do. Okay, well, that's... I've been completely thrown off because the news that you shared with me, (laughs) apparently Larry David is like a known... Yes. Okay, so rumor has it, and I have some friends in Hollywood uh, who have spoken, many people have actually spoken to me about this, that Larry David is known to be quite the ladies' man in Hollywood. He's quite the lover. Also, he's well, well endowed. Okay, I had no idea. This is just according to sources. Well endowed and not afraid to share the love. Uh, Guys... Like a horse, we'll say. We'll just say. We'll just. We'll say oh the part god. of the phrase. Uh, that's what we know about Larry David. Oh my god, I had no idea. Yeah. So I guess if things had gone south and he couldn't come up with the comedy set, he could have at least presented that at Barack Obama's 60th birthday party. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Is that a horse trotting. That's oh. Larry David walking down the street. Yeah. yeah. There he is. Is he married? Did he ever have children? He was married until 2007 uh, to Lori. Uh, they were married from 1993 to 2007. Okay, so now he's single. Yeah, he's a, a single 74-year-old man. Just had a birthday uh, July 2nd. Okay, all right. I'm clearly well, on his Wikipedia page right now. I, I was like, <laughs> you know so much about Larry David. All right, well, coming up in our next hour, uh, Paula Canny is joining us to discuss more news in regards to Britney Spears, and uh, we'll have that for you next. That's us. Those are our names. Oh! Ah. <laughs> That's all you got? You're supposed to do my comedy. Oh, yeah. That's us. <laughs> You're my comedic sidekick. I'm here, honey. I just, I think I did better at home. When did you know that I was the funnier in this duo? Like the funnier one? How? When did you know? What was the moment you realized AJ's actually funnier than me? All my years of stand-up comedy, all my improv training. When did you realize, Justin, keep your mouth shut? Did you, When did you realize, Michaela Gordon, that I'm funnier than you? I think in this moment right, right now, because that yeah. was a really good joke you just I, told. I told you. <laughs> you're so stupid. Well, listen, no matter what, whether you're having a funny day or I'm having you're a funny day, funny one thing we always know for sure, our producer, Justin, doesn't have funny days. Period. Really? Ever. Never had one. Never been funny one day in your life. Hmm, not yeah. one day in my life, huh? Not one. May I, may I remind you of 8C or, or what's popping from last Friday? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. It was good. It was good. It was iconic. I don't remember it, but I remember laughing a lot. I said play rumors, Cardi B and Lizzo, and then he played the girl that sings the red dress. Rebecca Black, or no, the other girl. But she's like Rebecca Black. I'll tell you what, though, and I gotta say shout out to all of our listeners. I got, I was in West Hollywood, because I also live there. And I got told quite a few times by people that we don't know that they love listening to us in the morning. 
because you run around screaming, I host the morning meet on Channel Q. I'm famous. I just wear my Channel Q shirt. Says hi to you. Yeah, I just wear my Channel Q shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, Lisa. Let's go get recognized. I need to be famous for a minute. I'm feeling bad about myself today. I'm insecure. Have you ever done that, though? Low key, I'm not going to lie. Low key, if I have like a friend in town who I want to like kind of like look cool, I'll go to like Hollywood Boulevard or like the Grove. And be like, oh, let's just walk around for a little bit, do some shopping. Let's and like, see hope, who knows me. Loki hope somebody recognizes me. Listen, that <laughs> happened to me not too long ago with my vocal coach. Uh, she was like, let's go to the Abbey because she doesn't ever go. And I was like, okay. And I really didn't mean, I mean, I love it, but I didn't mean anything. I'm telling you, it was like the gods were with me that day. Every single person and their mother came up to us and she was like, uh-huh. oh my God, you really are a star. And I was like. Yeah, I know. And I was like, how is this happening to me right now? I love it so much. Thank you, God. (laughs) It never, ever gets old. Never. Anyways, uh, coming up this hour on The Morning Beat, uh, Paula Candy, our attorney, is joining us to talk about the Free Britney trial, Uh, the case. uh, There's been a major, major development. We could be getting Britney back sooner than we thought, uh, even though her petition to uh, remove her father immediately was denied last week. Uh, There's been a major break since then, and Paula Candy is going to join us in about 15 minutes or 12 minutes probably to have that conversation with us uh right now though it's time for news on the beat florida getting hit hard with some weather fires in california and oregon what's going on michaela all right well coronavirus cases are surging in 40 states uh data from johns hopkins university shows with numbers still rising the director of the nih worries the u.s could soon be reporting more than 200,000 new cases a day a rate not seen since before vaccines became widely available In addition to vaccine refusal and a lack of health precautions, experts say a new challenge would come in the form of complacency from people who have followed the rules, so to speak, and are tired of it. Meanwhile, mask mandates are still stoking political battles. For instance, Texas's Supreme Court sided with Governor Greg Abbott over a ruling that temporarily blocks local mask mandates recently issued in San Antonio and Dallas. City officials say they will enforce at least parts of the mandates regardless. All right, and in other news, um, many schools in Florida's Panhandle are closed today as the area braces for the effects of Tropical Storm Fred. As of early this morning, Fred had maximum sustained winds of 50 miles per hour while moving toward the state at 6 miles per hour with an expected landfall in the western panhandle this afternoon or early evening. The storm is expected to bring dangerous storm surges, river flooding, and possible tornadoes when it reaches the U.S. coast. Fred is one of three Atlantic storms now being monitored by the National Hurricane Center. Tropical Depression 8 formed last night northeast of Bermuda, and Tropical Depression Grace is headed toward Haiti, setting up what could be a devastating complication after this weekend's earthquake. So we are sending a lot of love to everybody affected. And let's get into a little weather. Summer's here. It's queer. It's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 84 in Baltimore, 79 in Buffalo, 75 in Cleveland, 102 in Sacramento, 108 in Cathedral City, a high of 73 in San Francisco, and 88 in Miami. Now head on over to McDonald's for a frozen Coca-Cola drink, just $1.50. It's delicious. Now give us a vibe of the day. It is our choices that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. I love that. Make good choices. Make good choices. All right, well, coming up, Paula Kenny is joining us to talk about Britney Spears and the conservatorship. Did her father really step down? We discuss next. Michaela, were you raised, did anybody in your family, your, you know, your maybe your grandmother Vivian, uh, maybe your mom or dad actually did something good growing up and taught, taught you, gave you good advice? Did anybody ever say to you, two wrongs don't make a right? Mm, 
No. I heard that a lot growing up. I heard it growing up, but mm-hmm. it wasn't something that was... Uh... I think it's a loose sort of like real world uh, uh, application of the idea... If somebody slaps you, turn the other cheek from the right. Bible, right? Allow somebody to, to if they're going to come for you, let them, whatever. Be like the bigger person. Yes, absolutely. So if somebody's going to start something, you don't need to finish it. You just can walk away from it, right? Well, that's not happening online, especially on your favorite platform, TikTok, where you are mm-hmm. very, very famous. People barely know you anywhere else, but on TikTok, you're I'm huge. The star. You're huge. 1.7 million followers. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Uh, there's a group of masked vigilantes on TikTok now who've gone viral for revealing the identities of trolls. Now, trolls are people who are basically online bullies or they leave nasty comments in your comment section on social media. Um, and I think the idea of troll, because trolls like live under a bridge and come poke their heads out to yeah. cause havoc and then kind of hide under their bridge again. I think that's where the idea of a troll come from, if you're not sure why they're called that. If not, I might have just totally made that up and it makes perfect sense to yeah, me. Yeah, but it does make sense. Yeah. Well, this group claims to be able to find anybody's real identity in seven to eight minutes. So let's say somebody comes on. You're so like, okay, I'll use myself as an example. We put up our pro- proposal video the other day on YouTube. If you haven't watched it yet, go over to Emil Ennis Jr. right now. It's got 33,000 views so far. We're very proud of it. But we get, like, hate messages mm-hmm. telling us we're going to – Somebody the other day said, I hope – something along the lines of, I hope you effing break up uh, before you burn in hell. Oh, my God. As a, as a response to our proposal video. Love being gay. So love it. Um, but they're saying they can now – if you reach out to this group of vigilantes, they will track down those trolls in seven or eight clicks or less. Let's let them, them explain, and then I'm going to get your thoughts. Would you hire a lawyer that made this comment about a police officer? Neither would we. So what should be done about it? We say stupid games, stupid prize. Listen, I love it. Uh, Kim Caldwell posted this thing the other day, and it said, stop seeking validation from strangers on the internet. <sighs> so good. And it was so good. But I think that to your point, two wrongs don't make a right. I think as a young woman growing up, I was given such bad advice. Hmm. And I think that turning the other cheek is not advice I would ever give to anybody. I think that you should always stand up for yourself. Yeah. And you should always uh, stand up for the people that you love and believe in. And I like what they're doing. I mean, 14 and 15 year olds are committing suicide because of these online trolls. This is actually how the vigilante group started. One of the sons was autistic and was bullied so badly, he committed suicide. And so they're trying to get justice. And I'll say, I have a younger half-sister, and she's 15, and her best friend just committed suicide. So it's like, it's really happening, and it's happening with these online bullies. And I was bullied online when I was on American Idol. And Mm. I think that uh, I think we do live in a world where if we're going to have these online social media platforms, we should have a way to fight back. I mean, Lizzo went on IG Live sobbing yesterday because she said that people have just been really mean to her and she's very tired and she's trying to put so much work. Well, I'll tell you, Lizzo's song came out the other day with, uh, Cardi, with B. Cardi B, Rumors, and she basically owned and I, I sent that song to a group text. Of girls that I'm friends with, you know them all, strong yeah. black women. They all hate the song. See, I love they it. They hate Lizzo. They can't stand Lizzo. Why? I, I know. Love I it. said I, I played it all weekend long, and my partner said he loves it too. He's like, he's got to let it go. These are like middle aged black women who just do not. But F that's what she said. She's yeah. like, I don't understand what this hate is. They don't like why? Her at all. Do they say why? They think it's just obnoxious how like out there she is. They're in their 30s and 40s. They're a little bit, little bit different. But I'm in my 30s. You're 33. You're not 39. 
Okay. There's a different, you know, and you're not a black woman. And there's, I, I think the, the way they see it is a little bit different. I don't um, know. That's... Which is interesting. Cause I'm, I kind of love her. Well, this group is called the Great Londini. I, I, for one, don't believe in two wrongs make a right. I'm still trying to take the high road. I'm still trying to be Michelle Obama and go high when they go low because I'm trying not to get dragged down into it. Because, like, once I go down, I just stay. <laughs> once I go down. Once you go down. No, I but stay I don't there mean... and it gets bad. But I don't, I don't think... I think that if you defend yourself, you don't need to go there with them. Yeah. But I think that you and everybody should have the opportunity to stand up for yourself Listen, and I'll, not take it personally. How's this? Because they're creepy and their video is creepy and their voice is creepy and their mask is creepy. But I will tell you this. If you ever need me to be your great Londini, I'll do it. Thank you. Would also, you wear the screen mask? That's what you want. That's why you want to do it. What do you, this is why you want to do it. What do you think I wear around the house every day after I leave the studio? <laughs> you Duh. Idiot. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Okay, so I'm going to be really honest. I always have sort of mixed emotions when it comes to Lizzo. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I love the body positivity, positivity <laughs> but also sometimes I'm like, girl, I don't want to see like your whole butt on my social media page, right? And that's not just Lizzo. That's just basically anybody mm-hmm. except for yours. Yours is adorable. Thank you. Um, but she had a new song come out the other day, Rumors, with Cardi B. Mm-hmm. We're obsessed. I'm obsessed. obsessed. You're obsessed. But I brought it to my friend group this weekend, and the women I'm friends with, they're all in their late 30s, early 40s, and black. This group, this particular group, they all hate the song. I thought everybody in the entire world just loved Was Lizzo. With it. Apparently I'm wrong, and you've got uh, you've got Lizzo's side of the story and what's popping. Yeah, I'll okay. So we have the audio, but she went to Instagram Live, and she just sort of had a very understandable... Meltdown, take a listen to how she first addresses it. 
I'm putting so much loving energy into the world. Sometimes I feel like the world just don't love me back. Mm. Now to have that feeling is really difficult. And I think why she's saying that, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter. I have two studio sessions later on today, one of which the album is the most personal thing I've ever done in my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. It really puts me out there. It's very difficult to want to do this just to, to help people have emotions and to feel and to love and to just want to dance and relate and then it be so deeply rejected. And she goes on to say, like, I didn't just put out rumors. Like, I'm still writing. I'm still recording. I'm doing photo shoots. I'm trying to get ready for tour. I'm trying to do all these things. And I feel very frustrated when, like, the world is not feeling what I'm doing at all. She opens up even more. Take a listen. It's like it doesn't matter how much positive energy you put into the world. You're still going to have people who have something, something mean to say about you. And for the most part, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't care. I just think when uh, I'm working this hard, my my tolerance gets lower. My patience is lower. I'm more sensitive. And it gets to me. I'm going to tell you what. You've known that. It's when you're tired. It's when you don't feel well. You become so much more sensitive. Yep. And such a sensitive topic. Could you have imagined, though, like, let's just go back in, in time. Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, if they were social media back then, could you imagine, one, ever hearing or seeing this side of them, right? These icons of that era. Mm -hmm. But also, two, the mental health of it all. What may have been different if Whitney and Michael both had that outlet to be able to be vulnerable and open up and share their thoughts and feelings directly with their fans? It could have been a different outcome for it them. It could have been such a different outcome. And you know, it, but mental health is real. Yep. And we're just now having these conversations, and it, it's important. And I love Lizzo, and I think as you, we can re anybody who's ever put themselves out there can relate to exactly what she's going through. A hundred percent. And I'm her. happy that she's opening up about it. I don't know why these girls aren't feeling her. And listen, I, I love her. Buy rumors on on yeah! iTunes. It's really good. I think it's so good. All right, coming up, a popular icon of the community has a radical idea about the unvaxxed, and we're going to share that with you coming up in our next hour. You're listening to The Morning Beat uh, coming up this hour. Uh, a very popular icon of the community has a radical idea about the unvaxxed. We're going to share it with you. It's a sentiment that I think a lot of people are feeling right now. It's a little bit problematic, but we're going to have this open, honest discussion. What do we do with the people who refuse to get vaccine you're vaccinated right now. Do we do we continue to just sort of appease them and say, like, I understand your concerns? Uh, do we step back and stay quiet or do we say, listen, we want to get back to normal like we're tired of it? What's the right answer? I think there's no one way to move forward. I feel like it's a case-by-case -case sort of basis, but I had this exact situation take place in my life literally yesterday. Yeah, I mean... Um, so we're going to have this discussion, yeah, in about 15 minutes from right now. Uh, so join us for that. Um, Michaela, some shocking numbers about the LGBTQ community and vaccines, though, speaking of vaccines. Uh, what do you have for us in News on the Beat? So a study commissioned by the Human Rights Campaign Foundation has found that approximately 92% of LGBTQ adults has been vaccinated against COVID-19 or received at least one dose of a currently available vaccine. That equates to nine out of every 10 LGBTQ adults. 
In comparison to non-LGBTQ communities, the LGBTQ community is seeing much higher vaccination rates. The CDC determined that 70% of the general adult population in the United States had gotten at least one dose of the vaccine on August 2nd. This new study reflects responses made by LGBTQ adults made between May and June. One other key factor may be that many LGBTQ people have seen those close to them affected by the spread of COVID-19. 36% of LGBTQ adults, close to four of every 10, have had a close friend or family member personally become sick from COVID-19. Further, 21% of LGBTQ adults, or two of every 10, have lost a friend or family member to COVID-19. That's exponentially higher for most LGBTQ people of color, with 30% of Latinx LGBTQ people, 28% for Black LGBTQ people, 25% for Native American, Alaskan, and Middle Eastern, North African LGBTQ people, and 18% of Asian and Pacific Islander LGBTQ people have lost someone close to them. That's slightly higher in comparison to the 17% uh, that white LGBTQ adults reported. It's hit our community hard, and if, if any community understands a, a pandemic or an epidemic, it's the LGBTQ community. Yep, absolutely. We've been living in one for 40 years, you know, since the first cases of HIV broke out, and um, I think that this number gives me hope. Yep. Like, as a group, once again, I feel like we're kind of getting it right. There's some problems in our family. we got some brokenness. But by and large, we have conversations that are difficult, and we usually get it right. Absolutely. So kudos to, kudos to us. Kudos to Haas. Okay, let's get into a little weather. Summer's here. It's queer. It's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 81 in New York, 90 in L.A., 109 in Vegas, 86 in Kansas City, 102 in Phoenix, 73 in Seattle, 81 in Buffalo, and 75 in Chicago. Uh, now, head on over to McDonald's to get a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. Totally delicious. But give us a vibe of the day. It is our choices that show who we tro- or t- what we truly are far more than our abilities. I love that. Yep. All right. Well, coming up this hour, a popular icon of the community has a radical idea about the unvaxxed. Is he crazy or does he have a point we're going to discuss next? So an interesting thing is happening right now. I think we're at a, sort of a tipping point, especially here in the United States, where we've had vaccines readily available for months now, right? And the information is there. The studies are being revealed. Uh, by and large, vaccines are overwhelmingly very, very safe. You know, there was a hiccup with Johnson & Johnson. I still don't know if I'd get that one. Mm-hmm. I know that kind of uh, gave you some pause for a while. You're also looking to have children in, in, in the next couple of years, and that was a big, big decision for you to make. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you ended up going to Pfizer, I believe, you know, but you waited a while. Mm-hmm. And I had personal feelings about it. But as my friend, I respected you enough and and no pressure. I don't think I ever put any pressure no. on you. And that's something that I think that we all sort of lived with for many months, right? Now we're getting to a point where as things are, you know, the numbers are skyrocketing once again. Hospitals are at capacity. My cousin's a nurse in uh, Oklahoma. And Oklahoma, Texas, a lot of these hospitals are at capacity. And because of that, other people aren't able to go in and get life-saving procedures done. Uh, Children are getting sick. People are dying because they can't, there aren't hospital beds available for them in the ICUs anymore because of COVID patients who who have refused to listen to the science and our medical professionals uh, and get the vaccines, right? So we're seeing places like Texas, we see it on the screen right now, Florida, these mask mandates being challenged now by school boards that are being put uh, put on them by their governors. It's very, very messy. 
well, a sort of gay icon, uh, George Takei, uh, has some sort of controversial thoughts about what we do now. He's calling these people the willfully unvaccinated uh, and says, listen, anti-vaxxers think they are owning us liberals by refusing to get vaccinated. But as the kids say, this is an el- epic self, uh, self-own. He's saying it's time that we step away from trying to save them and stop giving them our hospital beds, stop giving them the treatment. If they don't want to take care of themselves, it shouldn't cost other lives. Now, I know we had Dr. James Simmons on the other day. And he said, my professional and my personal stance on this are a little bit conflicting. Yeah, I can see that. doctors who take the Hippocratic Oath, you have to treat everyone. But on a personal level, I'm sure there are a lot of doctors and nurses across the country and around the world who are just saying to themselves, I'm tired of saving these people from themselves. Yeah, I and would feel the same way. Yes. I would, If you don't want to get it, you're making the decision that if you do in fact get it, you're willing to deal with... The consequences. And I will say, sadly, most people that have gotten COVID that were not vaccinated say afterwards. Um, should have got the shot. should have got the shot. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's it's very tough. Well, because I've seen a lot of people are trying to make comparisons and make it make sense. And I see on social media, people make the comparison to, you know, drinking and driving. Like, yeah, sure. Like, if you want to drink and drive, it's not just you that is being put at risk. You're putting people's lives at risk by doing that. So it's regulated. So our government regulates it and we're not allowed to do that. Well, it's so sad too because I feel like what's difficult is you and I have gotten double vaxxed, right? Or we're vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. But because of the irresponsibility of others, we can still get it. So it's like, how unfair is that? Like we're willing to do whatever. We want to stay safe. Yep. We have a couple of friends who uh, are, not want to say they're anti-vaxxers, but they will not get vaccinated. And we had a Zoom with them yesterday. And one of them got COVID really bad, like last year. And the other did not. And so in their minds, they're both fully safe now. I'm like, well, one of you might still be sort of safe. But that actually is not true because a lot of people have gotten COVID twice now. you know. And the other never got it, so she's not safe. And... Their reasoning doesn't really like jive with like reality completely, but also we love them. So it's tricky. Yeah. It's a tricky conversation to have with people when you're like, okay, you're not living in facts, but I also respect you. But where I struggle, and I've had to work on this a lot and pray about this a lot, where I struggle is, okay, if I'm respecting your choice but you don't respect my health and safety enough to adjust that choice or to listen to the experts, then is this an equal relationship anymore? Because it's not, I'm, I didn't get vaccinated, so I don't get sick and die. I got vaccinated. So my 90 year old neighbor, Ms. Schaefer doesn't get sick and die. I got vaccinated so I could go see my mom and she doesn't get sick and die. Yeah. I'm not worried about dying from COVID. I'm 40. Not that it can't happen. Nick Cordero, right? Perfect example. Yeah. In his prime. Not that it's not possible. But for me, my motivation wasn't me. My motivation yeah. was other people that I love. But I think it's important to, I'm not siding with anti-vaxxers. I'm obviously vaccinated. I think it's incredibly important. However, I'm trying to, you know, I'm just learning different things on my own personal journey. And I think that like people not getting vaccinated, we just have to remember like 
I know who you're talking about. I yeah. know that they love you so much. Totally. And it's not personal to you. It may feel personal that you're like, yeah. how could you not want to get vaccinated? Yep. But to them, it's a personal journey. For sure. them. It has nothing to do with not respecting your health. They would be mortified, I think, if something happened Also, to you. their mom's like a biochemist. Like, she's, like, smart. Yeah. And they trust what their, their mom's like, I'm not getting vaccinated. So they kind of trust that. Right. So, I mean, also, I'm like, okay, I kind of respect that. I mean, it's their mom. Yeah. But so where the conversation got tricky was... Now, when it comes to things like concerts, movie theaters, those sorts of things, restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, where I maybe am a little bit different from them, I think you should be fully vaccinated to step foot into any of those spaces. I think now, cool, if you want to go to these festivals, you want to go to these concerts, that's cool. You have to be fully vaccinated for me. Like, I think that is a because re- those are private businesses now and they have the right to say, nope, you can't come in here without being vaccinated. I get that. Listen, the reason we got rid of like, like for the most part, like polio or like smallpox was because everybody yeah. had to get vaccinated. I mean, and now they're a thing of the past. Look, I'm going to Vegas this week. Um, we had a tragedy in our family, which was so sad. You've had a lot way. of tragedies, by the way, I've this literally last year. had I'm so, so many people pass away this year. Thank you so much for that. I will say I'm so grateful for therapy. I feel like for the first time a functional human being dealing mm-hmm. with tragedy as opposed to like yeah. a train wreck. But heading to Vegas, a lot of people have been getting very sick. And I have a really amazing opportunity to sing with Lady Gaga's band, Brian Newman. And it's something I've been working on since mm-hmm. before COVID. It was something I wanted to do. And just the thought of, of having to be like risking getting sick again. Even well, though I, was, I'm vaccinated. I would say take precautions. My good friend is a comic and she's very, very, you know her. And she says there are so many comics getting sick. One of their friends just died recently because comics are now going back into comedy clubs and people are laughing and out loud and pushing air. Oh, and yeah. comics are getting sick from standing on stage. Yeah. So just take every precaution you can oh, and God. live your best life. Like I'm going to wear my mask again. I'm going to have to. I'm scared. All right. Well, coming up. Uh, we had a hilarious conversation last week that we're talking about uh, coming up. Who's too gay to even fake being straight? <laughs> Me. We know you. Me. You would never have a girlfriend. <laughs> we're going to discuss next. You know, Michaela, I've often wondered, you know, we did a story a couple months back about how this younger generation, between a quarter and up to like one, like a half of all younger people, identify as something other than completely straight nowadays. Yeah. Right? When we were younger, that was like obscene to ever think that number was even possible. Right. And I remember being younger and always, you know, (laughs) problematically probably in college trying to hit on guys. Like, listen, like, how do you know you're not gay if you've never done it? So like, if you want to try it once, let's go for it. And if not, like no big deal. And they'd be like, well, how do you know you're not straight? I'm like, okay, well, let's not talk about me though. Let's talk about you. Because I've never been with a woman either. Like yeah. I've, I've like made it out with girls and stuff and fooled around, but like I've never had sex with a woman. So they tried to use that same reverse logic on me, and I was like, ignore that. Back to you. Uh-huh. Have you ever been with a man, right? There's some people that are just gay or straight, and that's that. Right. I believe in the Kinsey scale. But these new numbers have me also wondering, like, if I grew up in a different era, in a different way, would I still be 100% gay or... If I were in this generation, could I be a little more fluid? I can't imagine being anything other than what I what I am. But there are some people, like, we made a joke. We ran this promo over the weekend, and we made a joke about uh, Ryan Mitchell, Slay God from Let's Go There. Never. Never in a million years could I imagine him ever talking to, even like a, talking to a woman. No. 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 Never. But you never know anymore. Like, 
Who knows? No, Maybe not he's Ryan. actually like a chick magnet and we just didn't see it. No, it's not right. Ryan would never be gay. You, I mean, never be straight. Oh, God, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I, yeah, like for me, I'm more fluid and that's normal. Imagine Lisa, my partner, with a boyfriend. Well, she's like, this is me and my boyfriend. Oh, my God, that would, I would laugh at that. Like, just does not do. make sense. Yeah. There's just some people that I think is just so, like, it, it was going off of the idea, too, that, like, religious people think that homosexuality is a sin. So you're like, okay, let's try to, like, play this game then where gays are just, like, straight for the day. Yeah. And you just can't. Well, here's the thing, and this is what, just so you know, if you don't know who Lisa is, her partner of a gajillion years, um, she is a hot, hot, hot lesbian DJ uh, who has the same haircut as me usually. Like shaved on the sides, bleach blonde on the top. My boobie. We shop at the same stores. She also shops at Top Man, not Top Shop. She shops at Top Man. <laughs> yeah, she likes she the does. skinny black jeans, long black t shirt. She still has that gorgeous no, but, smudged eyeliner. Oh, no, but she has lips. She gets the micro needling on her face and looks like her, the most perfect porcelain <laughs> skin in the world. Right? Very, very feminine, but also, like, she's a butch queen. Like, she's a butch lesbian, but, like, with every feminine quality you could ever imagine, right? Can't imagine her with a man. I think people people could picture me with a woman. Like, I could picture myself with a woman, right? Like, I wear, like, I'm wearing ripped-up jeans, tennis shoes, and a hoodie and a hat right now. I could picture myself with a woman, literally, for a picture. That's it. Beyond that, I would have the first clue what no, to do. No, I can't. What? I've known you for so many years. I, I would, I would not. If you were like Michaela, this is my girlfriend. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> well, if I see boobies, I want to like poke them. Like, like yeah, What's that? you're what is, so like it? not interested no, not at, at all. all. And I think it's so funny. Like, I just see you with somebody who has a lot of sisters, and like, you just love women well, as like th- pals. But do you think though, growing up in an era where it's not as acceptable to be fluid? Did that like force me into like an extreme, like choosing 100% homosexuality and that's that, nothing else? Do you think if I'd grown up in this era that there's a possibility that I could also potentially be into women? And also, you have said that you don't say that you're bisexual as often anymore to people you don't feel safe with, especially because mm-hmm. men have hypersexualized you as a lesbian and they think that they have a chance then. So you just say you're a lesbian, not bisexual, so they don't have hope. A thousand percent. If we weren't in a super hyper-masculine sort of judgmental, do you think you could be more comfortable saying you're bisexual? Mm-hmm, I would. Yeah. But I, like a DM this morning, a married man, he like... Not just a married man, though. Yeah. You, have, you know him from the past. I've known him for a couple... He, we were successful together. And... um. He like made an inappropriate comment and I had to respond with like, that's inappropriate and I like that. And, uh, you know, maybe years ago I wouldn't have done that, but I've really started setting boundaries and I love that for me. Mm -hmm. And I just think that it's like crazy how men literally do not get it. They just don't get it. And that's why I don't say I'm bisexual. Justin, are you 100% straight? Like 100%? No one's 100% straight. Thank you. I knew it. There it was. Wait, who's... Okay, if there's one guy... Who could I... I should guess, probably. I, I would guess uh, Kit Somebody Harrington, from... Game of Thrones. But who, who would your one guy be? Your, I, out of... I don't know, to be honest. I really don't. Who's your guy crush? I don't. I, I don't have Hugh one. Hugh Jackman? Marvel? Wolverine? Maybe Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. I was ah, just yeah, yeah. Say. Wait, I was gonna say. Ryan I feel Reynolds. like I feel like Ryan Reynolds is a lot of people's. He loves like, Ryan Reynolds, yeah. male or female. I feel like. Oh, Justin just, has yeah. a girl crush. A Aww. boy crush. Oh, a, a boy crush. <laughs> I'll take it. 
Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. This one's sort of, this one's heartbreaking, actually, but also sort of heartlifting at the same time. It also involves the Kardashians, of all people. Uh, Michaela Gordon, What's Poppin'? Okay, so this is really interesting. I forgot that Travis Barker got into a uh, almost deadly plane crash, which killed four people and left uh, Travis with third-degree burns on more than half of his body in 2008. Um, he had to go through like 20 some surgeries. I think like 65% yeah, I, of his body was I, But I just forgot. Yeah. Like, you know, I just, I loved Blink-182. I loved Remember Travis Barker. DJ AM was also on that yes, flight. Yeah, yeah. It was so sad. Um, and so it was just seen this weekend that he was getting on the first flight since that deadly plane crash. He was getting on Kylie Jenner's private jet with his girlfriend, Kourtney Kardashian, her mother, Kris Jenner, and her boyfriend, Corey Gamble. And they said it's a huge deal that he flew to Cabo. The plane crash many years ago was extremely traumatizing, and he's needed a lot of help to get to this point. They said that Courtney's been very supportive, and she never pushed him to fly. And they've managed to travel in the U.S. without having to fly. Uh, but Courtney was so proud of him. And I think this is great. I... I really like their relationship. I do too. And I think it's something I would have never put together. Ever. ever. But they're doing this whole thing too where Machine Gun Kelly's hanging out with Megan Fox. We're sort of seeing a resurgence of some of our favorite like 2000s <laughs> celebrities yeah. coming back in the times of social media now. Brian Austin Green, who's he going to date next? Yeah. I think he has a girlfriend oh, and she's he? beautiful. Oh, well, you know who it is? It's Sharna, I believe. Burgess. Yes. From Dance with the Stars, you're right. And they're I didn't madly in love. Yeah, I, I think this is really cool. A cool, sweet story. Kudos to Courtney for having the patience to kind of stand by her man and and to. Sh- I'll tell you, uh, a friend, my ex, actually, you know him. Uh, he had been in a situation one time on a plane years ago that had to do an emergency landing, and it shook him so bad that he didn't fly for years. Yeah. And our first flight. I remember uh, he had to take a bunch of Xanax just to sit on the flight, and then he leaned over, fell asleep on my shoulder, and drooled all down my oh. arm because he was so knocked out. But he was terrified, and he used to freak out the, you know, for the first couple of years getting on flights again and to live through something like that. The photos of the accident he went through, that he lived through, that he survived while the pilots both died and others, like, that's traumatic. Yeah. It's a big deal. Well, it's a DJ AM, uh, whose was, name was Michael Goldstein, actually survived with Travis Barker. Yeah. He died a year later yes. with a prescription drug overdose. Yes. And if that doesn't say what? so much. So Travis Barker survived not just the plane crash, but like the trauma of it. Oh, it's the so PTSD sad. of it all. And so sad. So congratulations. I'm so happy. All right, coming up in our final hour, we're playing the blame game. 10 absolutely absurd excuses people have used for acting like bigots we discuss next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We have a fantastic final hour coming up for you. Uh, Here in just a little bit, we're going to be talking about um, people acting like bigots. Like, it's a conversation that's difficult, it's uncomfortable to have. Uh, there are a lot of them all over the place, and we need to uh, we need to take some time to talk about them because... Being a bigot's not a good thing, Michaela. Why are you laughing at me? Because you know I'm really thrilled about this one. Also, <laughs> this hour. I just giggle at you. I can't even. I just get the giggles. We haven't been in studio for a couple, uh, like almost a week and a half. Yep. And I feel like I remember why is because sometimes I'll just look over at Adrian and I just start to giggle. And giggle. Well, remember the tennis player, the Italian fen- tennis player who used the F word, Fabio Fognini? We yes. talked about that a couple weeks ago. Uh, well, we're going to break down some of those absurd excuses people use for being big. And then we're going to let you know if we think those are acceptable excuses or not. Great. And they're it. probably listen, not going to be. Listen, I love a good excuse. 
Yeah. But these aren't going to fly, honey. These are they not going to fly. They are not going to fly. They're holding them accountable. And then uh, later, later on this hour, so what did I miss? All the stories you may have missed over the weekend. We're keeping you up to date. If you're just now waking up, pouring yourself a cup of coffee or a hot tea, uh, don't you worry. We're going to catch you up so you can head into your week with all the information you need to know. Yeah. Uh, right now, though, it is time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have? All right. So coronavirus cases are surging in 40 states. Data from Johns Hopkins University shows that with numbers still rising, the director of the NIH worries the U.S. could soon be reporting more than 200,000 new cases a day, a rate not seen since before vaccines became widely available. In addition to vaccine refusal and a lack of health precautions, experts say a new challenge could come in the form of complacency from people who have followed the rules, so to speak, and are tired of it. Meanwhile, mask mandates are still soaking political battles. For instance, Texas's Supreme Court sided with Governor Greg Abbott over a ruling that temporarily blocks local mask mandates recently issued in San Antonio and Dallas. City officials say they will enforce at least parts of the mandates regardless. Uh, All right, another news. Uh, A study commissioned by the Human Rights Campaign Foundation has found that approximately 92% of LGBTQ adults has been vaccinated against COVID-19 or received at least one dose of a currently available vaccine that equates to nine out of every 10 LGBTQ adults. In comparison to non-LGBTQ communities, the LGBTQ community is seeing much higher vaccination rates. The CDC determined that 70% of the general adult population in the United States had gotten at least one dose of the vaccine on August 2nd. This new study reflects responses made by LGBTQ adults made between May and June. One other key factor may be that many LGBTQ people have seen those close to them affected by the spread of COVID-19. 36% of LGBTQ adults, close to four of every 10, have had a close friend or family member personally become sick from COVID-19. Further, 21% of LGBTQ adults, or two of every 10, have lost a friend or a family member to COVID-19. Uh, rounding out news this morning, let's just do a little bit of weather. Summer's here, it's queer, and it's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 75 in Chicago, 81 in Buffalo, 82 in Atlanta, 102 in Phoenix, 88 in Miami, and 108 in Palm Springs. Now head on over to McDonald's to cool yourself off with a delicious frozen Coca-Cola drink, just $1.50. It's so good. Now give us a vibe of the day. It is our choices that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. Make good choices. Be nice. Make good choices. I love that. All right. Coming up, we are re-examining 10 reasons why people thought it was okay to be a bigot. We don't think it's okay at all. We're going to discuss. All right. So I'm not a fan of excuses. I'm going to put that out there right now. Yeah. But you know where I stand. It drives me bonkers. One of my biggest ones is when somebody's like, oh, I was drunk. I was drunk that night. I'm so I I was totally I was an a-hole. I get it. I was drunk. I'm like, okay, come on. Well, if if you're that quick to like excuse it based on that, uh, then you know you have an issue. Yeah. And maybe you should not drink as much, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And I got thinking about this. Our, this article that's on Queerty got me thinking about: Are there acceptable excuses for being like a bigot or a homophobe? Uh, Fabio Fognini was the the tennis player from uh, during the Olympics from Italy who used the F word repeatedly and not the F. You see the other one, the longer version. Um, I can spell it out on the radio. Nope. I'm not allowed to spell the word. Mm-mm. That's the weirdest thing. Wow. Our, our producer freaks the F out <laughs> and went and hit the void button. Um, but apparently, um, can't even spell it. And I'm just not okay with people coming up with excuses. He says yeah. he was really hot. I'm sorry. Extreme heat doesn't make you become a homophobe. Yeah. Uh, but are there 
excuses that you're willing to accept when somebody's being bigoted or sexist or homophobic? Uh, are there situations or instances that might make you be like, okay, I get that one? Um, if you're being racist or if you're speaking against women or women's rights or uh, being homophobic, I think that's just who you are as a person. Yeah. Because, like, I make plenty of mistakes, but I wouldn't mm -hmm. call somebody a racist name. Um, I mean, listen, I was devastated when Roseanne Barr lost Roseanne. Mm -hmm. When it came back on, I was so excited. I literally watched that show religiously growing up. I wanted to be a comedian partly because of her. And then... We were like lower class growing up, though, both of us. Right. So I could relate so to I that. Could relate her to house her. felt like a lot of houses I knew. I know. I know. Maybe yeah. that's what it was, the comfort mm -hmm. of, of just feeling like her. But uh, she went on a total vile rant on Twitter and then the next day said it was because of the ambient. Well, she called she Valerie Jarrett, who was part of uh, President Obama's team at the time, she, she called her a Muslim ape. Yes. I mean, that's pretty intense. Yeah. So is that, then she tried to say it was just, yeah, like you said, it was just the ambient. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know why you would say a Muslim ape. Like, that just doesn't. Yeah, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. It came from somewhere and that's worth exploring. Right. Um, Luckily, that show has been successful ever since as the Connors, and they're still doing well. They're one yeah. of ABC's top-rated shows, so apparently you don't need Roseanne for Roseanne to work. Yeah. Um, listen, it's one thing to—people get loopy on Ambien. I have one of my best friends who randomly will FaceTime me, like, topless sometimes on Ambien, and it's, like, a funny—and she doesn't remember it, like, the next day. It's one thing to show off your boobies when you're on Ambien. It's another thing to go on a, on a racist uh, sort of rant. It's a different situation. I just get tired of people getting busted well, and then apologizing. Speak about that. Listen to this. Remember when Megan McCain Ugh. last year during the Black Lives Matter posted a photo of her Manhattan neighborhood and said it's turned into a war zone. And then her neighbor, SNL writer Kristen Bartlett, tweeted to say that 100% was not true. And then she was like, oh, OK, OK, you're right. I'm not even in Manhattan. I'm in Virginia. I'm just six months pregnant. I'm really emotional. <sighs> And everyone was like, what? So you're going to start a race war? Because you're pregnant? Or emotional because you're pregnant? Like, girl, don't use that excuse. My mom was pregnant too many times. She just ate a lot. Yeah, she didn't <laughs> like, claim war zone in Manhattan. Or Michael Che just recently he was uh, uh, tweeting oh, about Simone Lord. Biles and making fun of her. And then he said that his Instagram was hacked or his social media was hacked. Again, that's another excuse. I don't like when people make excuses. It's sort of like Kevin Spacey tried to come out and be like, well, it's because I struggled with my sexuality. I'm like, I'm like, girl, no, so did I. So a lot did of us everybody. Did. Didn't make did, us a rapist. Did, didn't rape people because of it. So, like, I don't like that. I would rather Kevin Spacey had said, um, it's problematic. What I did was wrong. I have some sex issues that are in no way, shape, or form related to my sexuality. Right. But just my own perversions that I'm working through. Yep. I would have appreciated that answer and been willing to give him another chance because, listen, I get it. Uh, I, I've shared this before. My own family has, has a history of being a little racist and problematic in the past. Also very homophobic. My mom was first to tell you she was terrified of gay people. Hated them. Right? Until I came out. Mm -hmm. And then she had to slowly start to look at some of those things. My own dad. I grew up hearing the N-word all the time from my dad. And then he met my partner. And my partner gave him his home for five days when he came out here for my sister's wedding. And he fell in love with him. You know? Because you don't know what you don't know. So, like, there are instances where I'm like, okay, I can forgive some past things if you've done the work and changed. But just using, like, a blanket excuse, like, I was on Ambien or I was drunk. Ha yeah. ha. I'm pregnant. 
That's a cop out. Yeah, the I think the pregnant one actually bothers me most because as women, we're already fighting for equality, and then we're also fighting. Uh, you know, like people are so quick to be like, "Oh, she's PMSing. Oh, she's on her period. Oh, she's pregnant." This is personal right now. I, I said that one it's, time in the heat of the moment, and we had a moment. It, <laughs> oh po- my god! I had to call I, her and apologize. Oh for my it. god! I genuinely did not mean. No. To, I did. I literally was not even thinking about. It was that. our most awkward friend moment. I was it like, I was, better apologize. It was, but but you know what? To be fair, you so many people have said that to women mm-hmm. and in business, and it's like it's more offensive that she said it about yeah. herself because it's like, girl, we're trying to fight that that like we don't use our periods and PMSing and and things for mm-hmm. ex- excuses. Just yeah. be wrong. You're right. Now you're like making other women look bad. Megan the so, cane, I'm glad you're out of there. So, so you accepted my apology? I did accept it, honey. Okay, good. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> All right, coming up in What Did I Miss? Uh, a man is able to collect $3 million after he won the lottery, but that was after he won $40,000. Uh, we have it in What Did I Miss? Next. Tell me something good. All right, so all the time here on the show, we talk about technology and social media and the and the sort of the, the pros and cons of it all, right? I've been watching this uh, this documentary, this series, actually, season one, about UFOs on Netflix right now. And some of the, the information and the, the data that we've had for decades, um, according to this documentary, are just blow your mind, mm-hmm. right? Uh, aliens and UFOs and all of that. And one of the one of the statements made was, have you ever thought about why in the last 15 to 20 years uh, we have created more technology than in the entirety of human history? Like, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. Well, they're saying it's because we have technology that we've that we sort of like reverse engineered from like spacecraft that have landed here on Earth. That yeah. We captured or were taken down or whatever. Kind of hard to argue with that when you mm-hmm. see how quickly things are changing and evolving. And when it, for thousands of years before that, we were all kind of the same, right? The Industrial Revolution wasn't even quite what it is now, which is why this story is so fascinating to me. Uh, a group of developers at MIT, the um, uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, uh, have developed a robot. Now, that first and foremost gets me nervous because we think about robots taking over the planet. Yeah. But this robot is designed specifically to help elderly people get dressed. Oh, my God. It's a robotic arm. I can slide a vest onto a human (laughs) arm. Oh, no. Uh, And and then the idea is that someday, you know, because a lot of, you got to think of our seniors. You might, you I might, know, you might lose your sweethearts. your partner at age eighty, and you might be around for another ten or fifteen or Listen, twenty years all honey, by yourself. Honey, I'm thirty three, and I cannot get the back of my dress zipped up to save the life for me. I have to go to my neighbor's house most of the time. Imagine. Well, that's because you drive by dresses two sizes too small. Right, but still, um, I can use the help. You think you're still eighteen years old? <laughs> uh, but this is really sweet. I think it's, it's really so heartwarming. Like what a bunch of like smart college age kids yeah. being like, what can we come up with that would help people? Yes, and Getting seniors. A senior dress. It's beautiful. I remember. I've literally I've thrown out my back a couple of times over the years, and when that happens, I can't tie my own shoes. Yeah. So, and I'm healthy. I'm 40. You know, yeah. 41. Uh, but I think it's a really cool idea. So sweet. Yeah. Well, this story is also sweet. It's coming out of my hometown. I'm so proud. I've said this um, uh, often. All of my cousins are on um, 
Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department in Vegas. Um, I know that police have been very controversial, but my family has tried to do the right thing. I'm proud of them. And this story is about a nine-year-old from Vegas named Noah Swanger, uh, who started her first day of fourth grade without his father, Officer Jason Swanger, who passed away in June of COVID-19. So all the police officers came to... uh, escort him for his first day of school and uh, Noah greeted the officers wearing a tie which his mom said represents his new new role as man of the house. Take a listen. You ready? First day of school? Alright. You know why he's wearing a tie? Why are you wearing a tie? He's the man of the house now. <laughs> That's right. You are. That's right. Look at that. But you don't have to button the top because you got to be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I First of all, that's so sweet. I I think it's adorable. I will say, I think it's, um, I don't want to be a downer here, but I think that's a lot of responsibility to put on a little baby boy being the man of the house. He probably feels like a cool guy, but I think that... As somebody who was the man I of the was, house, yeah. house and put into that position at a very young age, it's, it's very a sweet difficult. story right now, but I, I personally don't like it. Yeah, it puts on so much responsibility. I'm 41 and going through a lot of that right now in therapy, dealing I know. with stuff That's that was why placed I was, on me I know. as a little kid. I know. So it's, this is actually a, a really cool, like you're realizing this in real time, uh-huh. that some of the stuff that we just thought was like warm and fuzzy. Yeah, and I'm sure the mom doesn't mean it, and the story is beautiful, percent. and he wants to be there for his mama. She's doing the best she can. Yeah, and the police officers are just so heartwarming, but just just something just, to think about. Yeah, put a little money aside for therapy someday because yeah. you're going to need it. Yeah, honey. You don't have to be the man of the house. Just be yeah, seven. You can just, just be, be whatever nine. you need to be and just enjoy yeah. your life and yeah. just be happy. All right. Well, that's it. Tell Me Something Good is brought to you by McDonald's. I want to uh, remind you to stop by McDonald's to get a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. We have a great show for you tomorrow as we're talking with Dr. James Simmons. Um, but for now, stay tuned for Love It or Leave It coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.